Hey there, sister friends. Welcome to episode seven of the I Love Being a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Sharnissa Washington. Let me start this podcast off by saying happy Valentine's Day. Today is what we consider love day. While some of us are out living our best love life, some of us are chilling, waiting, and enjoying our single season. Do not trip out if you do not have a boo. Trust me, do not. Uh, Go buy yourself some flowers, a light a candle, and go get you a teddy bear. It is going to be all right. Trust me, it is going to be all right. But in this episode, we are going to definitely talk about a topic that is very relevant. Yeah, this is the season. This is the time. This is today. Adjust your pillow. Adjust how you're sitting on your couch. Turn up the volume. Because today, we are having the sex talk. Abstinence. Celibacy. Is it hard? Is it worth it? Let's not hold anything back. We have quite a lot to say. And I would love to get some feedback from you. Here we go, ladies. Get ready for the I Love Being a Girl podcast. The sex talk. Let's go. Hello, welcome to the I Love Being a Girl podcast with your host, Sharnissa Washington. Hey everybody, this is Sharnissa and thank you for joining the podcast today. We are having the sex talk. It is Valentine's Day and I thought, yeah, this is definitely a conversation we need to have because I want to remind every single person out there, everybody is not having sex. Let's just put it out there. Let's be real. Everyone's not having sex. So please do not feel like you're missing out. You know, a lot of us have this amazing relationship with Jesus and we know that mm, I don't want to mess this up, Lord. We got something going on. So I'm going to wait. So let me encourage you, whether you're seven 17, 47, or 67. There is not an age on this abstinence walk. There's not an age on practicing celibacy because if you live it in your flesh, your flesh is going to want to do what flesh does. What is that? Have sex. Mm, listen, my grandfather was 90 years old. I remember my brother telling my grandfather, at what age, uh, don't you want to have sex? My grandfather looked at my brother and said, I don't know. You have to ask somebody older than me because the truth is people want to have sex, but everybody's not doing it. So I want to leave all of my women and the guys who are listening to this with three very important things that are going to encourage you along the way. The Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which means this is where God dwells. And that means it is something I have to keep clean and pure. 
You hear that? I have to keep it clean and pure. My purity is not the way I wear my hair, not wearing makeup. It's not about the outside, but it's about the inside. And once we have sex, we contaminate what God or where God wants to dwell. Listen, I know sometimes it's not easy. Abstinence. Is it easy? Mm, Celibacy. Is it easy? No, not all the time. Because we're humans. We're hormonal humans. We want to have sex. But it is worth it. If we want God to dwell, if we want God to settle, if we want to be used at a capacity by God that is out of a pure place, that means that I have to commit myself to God and I have to wait until I get married. Mm -hmm. That includes any kind of sex. I'm just going to talk about it. This is the sex talk any type of sex. So let me encourage you along the way. Number one, number one is make a decision and a commitment to practice abstinence. Some of you know my testimony. Um, I'm 38 years old and I'm still a virgin. Yes, I'm still a virgin. I'm saying that like, yeah, I didn't think I'll be 38 and still not married. I thought I would be married on like my third child by now, but God knows all things and all things in it is in his hand. But I made a commitment to God when I was 13 years old. I remember giving my life to Jesus. And at that age, I remember saying, God, um, I'm going to wait until I get married because that was taught. You know, we were taught in the church I was growing up in that we will wait into marriage. And we were taught doing Bible study. We were taught on Sunday. I remember the mothers of the church told me if I kiss a boy, I was going to get pregnant. So I didn't even kiss y'all my lips. I didn't even kiss. I didn't kiss anybody. I literally thought for a long time that if I kiss automatically, I was going to want to have sex and get pregnant. So I was like, I'm not taking any chances. And so I just stayed pure. The mothers of the church scared me to death. My thought my mama would kill me. And then I thought my pastor would know. So I just didn't have sex. Well, as I got older, my commitment changed. It was first out of fear. Then it was out of reverence to God. Then it was, God, I want to please you. Then it was, God, I love you. I don't want to mess up this commitment. There was levels to my abstinence. There was levels to me making this commitment until I got to the place where I was like, yeah, My body belongs to God. And the only person that I will want to give my body to is my husband. And a lot of times you have to take that approach. You have to take the approach that works for you. What is the approach? Make a decision. Let it be your decision. Not somebody scared you and told you not to have sex, even though that works. Like all these little girls that's having sex, scare them, y'all. I don't care what you need to do. Scare them. You know, but this the decision when you get older, it has to be a decision that you have to make. You have to make a decision that I'm not going to sleep with anybody. I'm not going to sleep with somebody just because it feel good. I'm not going to sleep with somebody just because they like me. And then after you make that decision, your personal decision, and then you have to make a commitment. And again, commitment have levels. There's this, there's levels with God. There's levels to pleasing him. There's levels to your love life with God and, and, and your disciplines with God. And when you make a commitment, you make it to God. Now, there's a, dis, a a very distinct difference between a decision and a commitment. 
I personally could not make a commitment to myself not to have sex because I could lie to myself and have sex. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? I can make a commitment and then I can break a commitment. Like I'm I'm number one at breaking some commitments. Yeah, try to put me on a diet. I'm going to break that thing in about two weeks. I'm bad at making commitments to myself. But when I make a commitment to God, it is my desire. It is, it is, it is literally in my spirit to please him. And so for those of you that say, I want to have sex um, and, 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 and those of you are that saying I had sex and I want to walk pure, um, um, and I want to walk pure, like you're in between going, I want to have sex. I don't want to have sex. Keep a commitment that will ultimately put God on your mind. When you're going to break it, you're not breaking it to yourself. You're breaking it to your heavenly father. You're breaking it to the man who you are in a committed relationship with. You know, a lot of times, um, for those of you who are going to be honest, cause this is a sex talk. A lot of times your flesh wants to have sex. Okay. Let's just be honest. We have hormones. If you're a woman, knock, knock, knock on the door. I am pushing 40 years old and it is very true. Your hormones, my hormones are out of control at times, like health lesson class right now. Everybody keeps telling me, you know, everybody was saying, Sharnissa, when you're about to be 40, like you go through this 40 thing, you feel like you're in your 20s because everybody know in your 20s, like your hormones are crazy already. So it's like, it's a repeat. Like, I know, like I know now, like I can feel myself bubbling over to the top. I know this is kind of graphic for some women that's reading this, but it feel like my eggs are just bursting everywhere and I'm perfectly healthy. So I can feel sometimes like, Oh my gosh, my hormones are going everywhere and my eggs are just waiting to be used, Jesus. Like, what's going on, God? And you just you just want to have sex. It's not a sin. Like, come on. Jesus made this whole body. He know what he was doing when he made these hormones. But I but but one thing is, oh, this is just an honest moment for me. One thing is with with this with this commitment. You know, one thing is with God is even though I feel a certain way and I want to do something, I've learned that because I'm committed to God, he is a keeper. And I've learned that if we be honest, even at times when you don't want to be kept, because sometimes you just want to go out and sin and you want to repent the next day, God is a keeper. And I can honestly say I've been there. And whether you all confess it or not, you don't have to tell me you've been there. And I'm a whole preacher. I'm a whole missionary that loves preaching Jesus. And I preach purity. I preach abstinence because I am that person. Like I am really hurt. But I can honestly say, Times that I wanted to go out, God was like, you made a commitment to me because I am committed. I am in a committed relationship to God first. Y'all hear me? Your commitment is not to yourself. Your commitment is to God. So when you feel like you want to do whatever, and I've been there, I've been there, I've been, I've been there, been there several times. My committed relationship to God is saying, God, I don't want to break this commitment to you. 
And the truth is, I've always told Jesus, before I become committed to a man as my husband, I want to be committed to you first. I want to love you more than I love my mate. As a matter of fact, since we talk about sex, I want to love you more than I love sex. And I'm just going to be honest with y'all. When I get married, I just believe sex is going to be amazing. Now, if you've done it, if you're doing it, don't dummy it down to me. Just let me keep, just let me keep thinking it's going to be amazing. I just want to figure out for myself, but I want to love God more than I love sex. And you know why? That is something that will keep you pure. God, it may feel good. It may be amazing, but I want to make sure that I love you more than I love sex because that is going to, that's what's going to keep you until you get married. Listen, honey, I'm going to talk to all the women who feel like sometimes your hormones are on 10,179 to the 17th power. That is what keeps you pure, your commitment to God. The second thing is, you know, let's just have a sex talk. You need to be accountable to somebody. If you're a person and you're weak, I need you to get you somebody who is going to keep you pure. Yeah. Who's, let me say, who's going to help you walk in purity? Who's going to help you say absence and celibate? Now, don't find you somebody that used to be your sex partner. Oh, y'all don't think I know about sex partners? I talk to people. <laughs> I talk to people. I, ta- I talk to people about it. They share their stories with me. You know, you can, but you can't be accountable to someone. And you can't be accountable to someone who you want to have sex with. Like, don't let that be a trick. Like, don't start playing those mind games. Don't be accountable to someone that's going to say, girl, it's okay if you do it every now and then. No, it's not okay. Being celibate and being abstinent is not about having some sex every now and then. You know, I do it every now and then. It don't matter. No, we, 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 we are called to a place to not do it at all all until we're married get you someone that is going to be real with you that's going to say listen i'm praying with you or somebody that's going to even say this girl go take you a shower eat you some ice cream go for a run go see a movie go to sleep you know for real get you somebody that's going to say go to sleep go to sleep go to sleep just like that seriously um I'm always sharing stories and being transparent. I am a full preacher. I have released my book, Dear Single Sisters, in 2017. And during that time, like for like six months, a guy was very interested in me. And he was in ministry. And he and I was talking for a couple months. And there was like this crazy chemistry, like this really great chemistry. And and we, you know, we were kind of compatible. We were learning that, you know, chemistry is cool, but you got to figure out if you're compatible. So, you know, we were kind of learning, you know, were we compatible with each other? So there was a time for me to now go see him. Um, I was living in Atlanta. He was living in another state, but everything he was going to accomplish me to come see him. Everything was amazing. When it got down to me actually going to see him, um, all this wonderful spiritual talk and all this, you know, um, this just nice, nice talk that we had about ministry, about God, about church, and just this nice conversation about Jesus had turned into sex. Like I was on my way there and I was like, oh my gosh, I get to meet him. You know, we, we have this nice, um, we have this nice type of, um, attraction to one another. Now 
oh my gosh, are we compatible? Now we can have this really great talk. By the time I go off the phone with this man to finally see him, now face to face, he was like, you staying at this hotel. I'm going to be there this night with you. We are staying together. We are, oh, what? I was completely thrown off guard because we were talking God. We were talking Jesus. I was finally about to see him face to face. And he literally just told me right over the phone, when you come, this I got this hotel for you. I, I am staying all night this night and we will. He told me, well, we, this man and plan for me to, excuse me, sir. What? What? My flesh was on 10. My spirit was like, the devil is a lie. <laughs> and I remember me having someone that I was accountable to. And of course I said, no, I was like, listen, I can't make it. I'm not coming. You know, I'm really like completely thrown off, but no, I'm not. And then he going to shoot this ranch. Like you will never get married. You'll never get a, he tried to turn that thing around. Brother, you try to get some free sex. Mm -mm. No ring, no ding. Get your life. But anyway, I remember being accountable to one of my sisters. I was like, I'm being serious. And I'm just going to be very transparent with you all. I told her, I said, listen, I have been in conversation with this man. We've talked. We everything like I, I enjoy everything about him for six months. My spirit knows it is no, but my flesh is screaming. My flesh is saying, do this one night stand. Nobody will know you're going to be in another city. I told her my flesh is my flesh was on 10,000. She was like, I'm praying for you. You know, Sharnissa, you you, 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 you just released a book. This is the devil. He's trying to trick you. He's trying to, he's trying to have you going to sin. You just encourage all these women to walk in abstinence and to be celibate. Do not believe the lies of the devil. I mean, everything that I had just released, the enemy had tried to come back. And I mean, he brought it back strong. And, and she was like, you know, you on this book tour, you're encouraging women. You, you've been, you're a virgin. Don't let this, you know, don't let, you know, this guy, I don't care if y'all talk for six months, let this pass. No, Sharnissa. And I was like, my flesh is screaming. And so she had that good godly talk with me for about five minutes. And then she just turned into a thug, y'all. Listen, get you somebody, <laughs> get you a accountability partner. That is going to pray. Because, yes, we need to pray. You have to pray to keep your flesh under subjection. But get you somebody who's going to talk to you like a real female thug. Because then she switched on me. She said, now let me tell you this. I wish you would go out there and sin. You've been a virgin for 37 years and you about to let one. One do for one time, the devil is a lot. I wish you would. You bet not. You, I mean, she told me off like just, just straight snapped on me. I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't even mad. I hugged her. I said, Oh, you love me. <laughs> I said, Oh, you love me so much. You want me to. And it, it took me like a good two hours to, I had to snap out of it. You know why? Because accountability partners are needed because some dudes, they can just sway you. Like, his his game was so strong. I mean, it was so smooth. I'm thinking this this nice trip to his city was going to be us seeing each other one-on-one. He was going to be at his house. I was going to just be at an apartment, uh, in a, in a um, hotel. You know, I was going to bring somebody. And then all of a sudden, he was like, mm -mm, don't bring them. You know, we save. We good. I'm like, yeah, I ain't got to bring such a show. Because I was going to bring one of my sisters. I ain't got a good. No. And see how the devil 
Lord just let him just, just try to trick me and the Lord just let him just say what I needed to hear. So when you come, we going to do this. Oh, thank you. You said what I needed to hear. I'm good. I'm good. Now let me go to my sisters and let them pray for me. So get you a accountability partner. Okay. Amen. Amen. If you need one, inbox me, call me. I won't tell your business. I just tell mine on the podcast. I do. Y'all pray for me. Um, the next thing, sex talk. Let's be real. You can't listen to Beyonce because Beyonce, you, I'm talking to you. Well, some of y'all, I don't know. I'm not saying Beyonce is a sin. I can't tell you if you, if you save or not say, I can't tell you that, but there are some things you just can't listen to. And Beyonce may be one of them because she may be a trigger. Trey Sons may be a trigger. As a matter of fact, Trey Sons is a trigger. Yes, he is. Listen, you want to stay pure. You can't listen to everything. I don't care how old school people may say it is. There are just some things that will get in our spirit and it will take us to a place that I'm not going to say that it's not a, a place that will take you where you're not spiritual because we're spiritual beings. But it will take you to a place where you will be very fleshly. And when you constantly, the Bible says, when you're carnal, you will do things of the flesh. And there are some songs that will completely put you in a carnal state. And when you're carnal, you will fulfill fleshly desires. No, I can't sit up and listen to um, Usher all the time. I can't uh, I can't play Trey songs. You know, some things I need to delete off. All, whether all the time or sometime, you know what works for you. Delete, delete, delete. When you get married, let you and your husband work that out. I'm not going to say what you listen to in your bedroom. All I know, keep keep the bedroom wonderful, okay? Thank you, Jesus. That ain't my subject because I'm single. Let me get back on the single side. But while you're single, I cannot listen to everything. I cannot watch everything. You cannot listen to everything. You cannot watch everything. I cannot watch Mary Jane. Now, I preached this at a women's conference last year, and they laughed, but I was so serious. I can't watch Mary Jane. I love Gabrielle Union as an actress. She's amazing. I can't watch her character, though. Ooh, you know what works for you. You know what triggers you. You know, one thing about sex is you don't just get out of bed and say, yep, I'm going to have sex with him today. Oh, yep, I'm going to. And I talk to my guys, too. I'm going to have sex with her. No, you know, it's build up. You know, it's kind of, you know, you got to kind of work towards it. So there are certain things that will constantly put you in that state to work towards it. So be careful of what triggers you. You can't Netflix and chill. Some people, you weak. I have a really good friend. I would never say her name. Um, and she's married now. Like, she's good. Doing her entire engagement and dating. She, her, she and her fiancé, they walked in purity, did not have sex. It worked for her. Like, she would call me like, yeah, me and such and such are watching a movie. And I was like, you good? Like, I'm all nervous. Like, you good? Like, y'all watching a movie? Like, like it would be before. Like, he's on his way. We about to watch a movie. I'm like, you can watch a movie? Like, I don't know if I can do that. I was serious. I don't know if I can handle that. Like, she can handle, she could handle that. She could do it. Sharnissa Washington, A. Washington, I don't know if she can handle that. 
I may not can go to his house or he come to my house and we watch a movie. Like we might need to do that whole um, 50 people in a movie theater thing or I might need to do that whole group date. Like I need eight people watching a movie. I don't know if I can be one on one. You know what works for you. Girl, don't play. You know you can't go to his house because y'all going to start kissing on Tuesday. Then he going to invite you over on Thursday to finish Netflix and chill. It's going to be something else. So you can't handle that. Now, another sister, mm, she may can you can't so let's be honest know what works for you you know if you listen to that song it's gonna make you want to call him and who is he he is your i can't say the word on a podcast but he your mm call so yeah you may not want to listen to that song because it's gonna bring up all the feelings you're gonna go to his instagram page and start scrolling through and you're gonna have memories and you're gonna go back on the memory and you know memories just they play trick them memories yeah they play tricks on you like Mm, no, remember why y'all broke up. Remember why God told you to lose from him. Remember why God delivered you from him. Don't go back to a memory. You go back. Memories is the devil. It's just going down memory lane. This song say, you know, my mom used to play a song, something about memory lane. Yeah, it takes you down the devil's lane. Don't do it. That's why you need to delete that song. All right. So we we just gonna have a sex talk. I I just don't want I just don't want to see my brothers and my sisters missing out on amazing things with God because you got involved with somebody sexually or you had sex and you just thought maybe this is my mate just because y'all had sex. No, or you just liking someone because y'all have good sex and the sex is not the only thing that builds a relationship. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see another sister saying she's pregnant and then your your children may not have a dad because it was a one night stand. It really wasn't a committed, it wasn't a marriage. It was just, yeah, it was just, you slept with somebody. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the devil trick us out of what God has for us because we walk in sexual immorality. I'm going to get churchy with y'all. I'm sorry. I've been reading my Bible and sexually immorality is the word that I just keep saying because I just keep reading King James. So I'm just going to say that. Yeah. I want us to be free and I don't want the church to be tricked any longer with people sleeping with people and getting up and preaching and releasing that spirit to the congregation or releasing your spirit and your thoughts to the people that you're praying over doing intercession and altar call. No, we are people of God. Many of us have gifts and God is saying with your gifts, I want it to be attached to, to purity. And when I say purity, I'm talking about sexual purity. All right. Listen, I know that a lot of you are saying I'm waiting on my mate. When are they coming? It's taking God too long. God has timing that we don't understand. I was in prayer the other day and the Lord told me, he said, Sharnissa, when I have someone wait on something, that means when I deliver, it's going to be great. I was like, wow. I said again. God said, Sharnissa, when I have my people wait on something, when there's a wait, not a delay, but waiting, he said, that's because I'm going to deliver something great to them. And that may be you. You know, you may be waiting on marriage. And I just believe God's going to surprise some of us with something amazing. I'm going to hold on to believing that sex is amazing. I'm, I am. I've never, I've never experienced it, but I'm going to believe that 
when it happens is going to be like, God, I'm glad I waited on this because I believe it's so much more attached to that. I believe that when you when you have a mate and you have sex and intimacy and making love, whatever you want to say, it, there's so many other beautiful things that can flourish from that. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. It's it's more than sex. It's so much more than that. Hold on to that. You can walk in purity because what God wants to deliver is so much added to it. All right. Listen, I have enjoyed this podcast with you all. I hope that you all have enjoyed it with me. Assonance, celibacy, is it hard? Yes. At times, is it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I'm Sharnessa Washington, and I'm so glad that you have joined episode seven. If you all can do something for me, if you can share, like it on Apple Podcasts, click like, click a review, leave a message. Let's spread this word to other people. Hey, if you know some other people that just need a little bit of encouragement, send them a text. Let them know. Wow. Listen to her podcast. All right. I just want to encourage all the way. Thank you for joining me today. And I love you all. Until next time, I'll see you, listen to you, chat with you on the I Love Being a Girl podcast or on social media. Social media. Follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Sharnissa Washington and on Twitter at Sharnissa W. Love you. Happy Valentine's Day. And y'all know what? Stay safe. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for joining the I Love Being a Girl podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend.